when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shunstadt Way of Life podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, an author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. And this is the podcast for July of 2020. Not surprisingly, you probably guessed what the theme and the topic of our podcast is today. Just a little time reflecting on our Lord Jesus's teaching of the Beatitudes and this paradoxical way of life that he proposes to us, this, this, this thinking, this, this reality of the kingdom of heaven and how opposed it is to our natural lives here in this world. And I felt it powerful to just jump right into that, into the Beatitudes. And, and I'm guessing that today's podcast is going to be a relatively short one because what I really feel the Lord putting on my heart this month is to just turn the table over to you and to open uh, or encourage you to open up your own Bibles and open up to Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, which is what I just read from you, the, the Beatitudes from the Sermon on the Mount, and spend some time this month reflecting with the Beatitudes, praying about where perhaps are areas of growth for you and your soul in this teaching that the Lord Jesus gives us. When you hear these words, when you pray with each one of these Beatitudes, which seem to come easy to you in a sense and which are a real struggle, and then taking some time this month, perhaps going and making a return to the Sacrament of Reconciliation and really asking the Lord to help you grow in this way of life, in these teaching and living the way of the Beatitudes. I have even myself before in the past used the Beatitudes as an examination of conscience. It works beautifully, and it, it, it certainly sheds some lights on where we might be falling short. And so spend some time thinking of that. Again, the Beatitudes that I just read from you are found in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. We're going to circle back to that at the end of the podcast. But for now, there's something else I want to read to you. This is a little bit lengthier, um, so bear with me. Get comfortable. You know, put your feet up if, if you need to. Perhaps hit pause and pull out your Bible if you want to read along with me. Because now we're going to jump to the Acts of the Apostles. We are in chapter 5, and we're going to be reading verses 12 through 42. Now many signs and wonders were done among the people through the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared to join them, 
but the people held them in high esteem. Yet more than ever believers were added to the Lord, great numbers of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats in order that Peter's shadow might fall on them, might fall on some of them as he came by. A great number of people would also gather from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all cured. When the high priest took action, then the high priest took action, he and all who were with him, that is, the sect of the Sadducees, being filled with jealousy, arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors, brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and tell the people the whole message about this life. When they had heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and went on with their teaching. When the high priest and those with him arrived, they called together the council and the whole body of the elders of Israel and sent to the prison to have have them brought. But when the temple police went there, they did not find them in the prison, so they returned and reported, We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were perplexed about them, wondering what might be going on. Then someone arrived and announced, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the temple police and brought them, but without violence, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. When they had brought them, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had killed, by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior, so that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, stood up and ordered the men to be put outside for a short time. Then he said to them, Fellow Israelites, consider carefully what you propose to do to these men. For some time ago, Thedias rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and disappeared. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up at the time of the census and got people to follow him, He also perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. Because if this plan or this undertaking is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. In that case, you may even be found fighting against God. They were convinced by him. And when they had called in the apostles, they had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. As they left the council, they, they rejoiced that they were considered worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. 
and every day in the temple and at home, they did not cease to teach and proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. Again, that is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5, verses 12 through 42. I want to repeat to you now verse 41 from what I've just read at the very end, because this is the the point I want to really drive home on the podcast this month. This thing that we so often perhaps overlook because on the surface it seems so frightening and so unjust and so unfair that often these words, we, um, we hear them, we know they're, they're, they're perhaps true, we know they come from the Lord, we know they're the reality, uh, but we don't want to believe it, right? Because of, again, because of our own weakness, our own fear of, of suffering, of pain, of being persecuted. But here we read in Acts 5.41, as they left the council, they rejoiced that they were considered worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. We read here that the apostles left there after being flogged, after being persecuted by the high priests, by the elders, after being threatened to no longer preach the gospel of Jesus that they were out preaching. We read that they left rejoicing because they knew that this was proof that they were, that they were being allowed or being deemed worthy to suffer for Christ. And so let this be a reminder to us that our lives here sometimes come with suffering and sometimes come with persecution and sometimes come and often come with the cross. And so with that in mind, let's read again. Let's jump back to Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, and hear these words that the Lord Jesus gives to us, again, the Beatitudes. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you, and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. My friends, may the Lord strengthen us in our lives and in our walks with him. Strengthen us and and fill us with his courage, with his fortitude that's founded on his truth. The truth that reminds us and and fills us with the hope that this world is not our home, that we are made for more, and that often our walks here do come with a cross, they do come with suffering, they do come with um, discomfort, to put it very lightly, and at times they do also come with persecution, false persecution. Persecution that makes no sense, that has no truth. But let us be willing to pick up even that cross and let us not only pick it up, 
but rejoice, like the apostles did, that we have been found worthy to suffer for our Lord. My friends, I'm praying for you in a special way this month. I humbly ask that you pray for me as well. And if you want to stay in touch with me throughout, um, you know, in between podcasts, please feel free to go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com. I'd be happy to communicate with you. You can also find me on Facebook at Julia Monin Author. And now let us close in prayer. This is the prayer of the apostolate written by our founder, Father Joseph Kentonick. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mother thrice admirable, Mother of grace, teach us your enemies bravely to face, never regarding their number and might, spreading your love over the earth's dark night, so that the world, through you, may new, Pay to your son his homage due. Mother, with your child from heaven, descend upon our nation's plains, so that in following your footsteps it may find true and lasting peace. Mother and child, united in love, through you alone can our nation be healed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.